Let me ask you something. When you listen to my five a day episodes, do you make a note of all the new words and phrases? It would be useful for you to have the vocabulary written down with the meaning and the example sentence. I know you are quite busy, so I have done it for you. I'm giving you access to my five-a-day database. This is a Google spreadsheet with all the vocabulary covered from the very beginning of the five-a-day series. And it's constantly updated. Just use the link in the show notes to provide your email, sign up to my newsletter, and I'll send the database to you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the English Like a Native podcast, the listening resource for intermediate to advanced level English learners. My name is Anna and today we are joined by a very special guest. We have Lindsay McMahon, who is the co-host of All Ears English. Now, the All Ears English podcast is downloaded four million times per month and has been ranked in the best of Apple podcast categories in 2018 and 2019, as well as number one in the US education language courses. Lindsay and her team provide courses and podcasts on IELTS, business English and English fluency with a focus on connection, not perfection. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Anna. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you with us once again, because you joined me, it must have been over a year ago now. Yeah, it must have been 2022 or 2021. We talked about breakfast foods in the UK and the US, I believe. We did. It's always interesting to look at the differences between British and American things and words yes. because we're so similar and yet so different in many ways. Absolutely. But today we're going to talk about something that affects people globally and it's basically remote working because the pandemic, which hit all of us, was responsible for many changes to the way in which we live our lives, most notably the rise in popularity of remote working. Yes. Now, during lockdown, businesses had no choice but to adapt to that physical distancing of its workforce with everyone, including the technophobes having to get up to speed with the latest technology in order to function professionally from home. So, Lindsay, what is your current work situation and have you been impacted by this shift towards working from home? Well, yeah, to be honest, I have not been super impacted because we were a pre-pandemic online business. Allers English was born on the internet. Allers English was born as a podcast, in fact, and our website and our courses business grew around it. Mm -hmm. And so from the start, uh, we created Allers English just in Boston. At the time, my co-host, my original co-host was physically in Boston. So yeah, we did come together to record episodes. But after a year, I had had two or three of my current co-hosts join me from remote locations. Portland, Oregon, right. Jessica's in Portland, Michelle's in New York, and Aubrey is in Arizona. So we've always been online. The only difference is that as a recruiting tactic, if we want to have new members of our team join, it's a little less flashy. 
that we are an online business, that we're a location independent business, right? right? It's not an edge anymore. It's expected now to have that flexibility. So we've lost that. <laughs> yeah, I found although I did work on the internet beforehand, uh -huh. there were a couple of my businesses that folded because of the pandemic. Really? So two of my channels were very much dependent on the team coming together and working in the same space. Hmm. So the pandemic was responsible for English Like a Native pretty much becoming my sole focus, really. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to have one sole focus. It, it can be hard to be very stretched across multiple projects and businesses. Yeah. My partner, on the other hand, uh, worked very much in a corporate nine-to-five uh, London-based job, Monday yes. to Friday. Um, but when I say nine to five, you're following what I mean with oh, that. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. So nine to five for yep. the listeners is um, just that kind of standard start and finish time. You start at 9 a.m., you finish at 5 p.m., which in the past was the norm. Most people worked from Monday to Friday, nine to five. Yes. These days it's very different, especially with the rise of um, remote working. It's really changing. People, yeah. Yeah. People have really flexible hours. What kind of hours do you work, Lindsay? I work, it feels like I work about eight to six. Yeah. I feel like I've <laughs> taken the nine to five and expanded it. <laughs> yeah. I work a lot, Anna. I do. Um, but I love what I do. You know, I feel inspired. I feel inspired getting on the podcast. I feel inspired as a leader of All Ears English, you know, helping my team grow, growing the business. So, I enjoy the work, but I do sometimes go and grab like a yoga class or I try to in the middle of the day and I can do that, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the that's one of the benefits of remote working yes. is that you can be a little bit more flexible with your with your time yeah. and decide when is more appropriate for you to be working. Yes. And does that allow you to do something more interesting or beneficial to your personal life? 100%. Like picking the children up from school or taking a yoga class. I think even just taking a walk. I feel like in the old school way of doing things, the, the nine to five, right? People were going into work in the building. Even if you wanted to probably go for a walk, I feel that might have been strange. I really yeah. didn't participate in that world, to be honest. You know, I, I had part-time jobs when I lived in New York. I taught at English schools. I taught tennis for a while. I never had a traditional nine to five in the corporate world. So I'm not sure, right. but it seems to me just leaving to go for a walk through the park might've been strange. Yeah. Yeah. And you really have to just go with what's accepted in that particular workplace or yeah. what's allowed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I've done a number of different jobs and some of them have been very restrictive. Like mm -hmm. when I worked in a factory back when I was a teenager mm. and that was like probably the worst work I've ever done in a dark factory on a production line where you are literally working to a clock wow. that would buzz when it hit the time when you're allowed to go for a quick break and buzz when you had to be back on the production line. Uh, it was very, very um, oppressive. That is work. super intense. It, uh, wow. Yeah. But one of the things uh, for my partner, particularly, that made a big difference when he started working from home was the lack of the commute. That yes. made a big difference to his life because before he would have to be in the office at eight o'clock in the morning. So he mm -hmm. was leaving 
before the children were even awake. Yes. And then he'd finish at 5 30, 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. and he would have this long commute home. It would take over an hour. Yes. And so the children were then in bed when he arrived back. So sometimes he would go a whole week without seeing his kids. Really? Yeah. And for him, that was really hard because at the weekends, then the children were like, who are you? Right. <laughs> right. You know, it really impacted his bond with the kids. And so now, um, working from home, which has continued, uh, he's managed to build this really strong bond with his children. He doesn't have to waste two, three hours of his day just sitting on a busy tube and train. Yeah, and I think that's the reason. I think it's the bonds that people were able to build with their family. That's the reason that honestly, there's no going back. I think the working world will never look the same. There'll be different versions. And we'll talk today, I'm sure, about hybrid work and different variations of that, but it'll never look the same. And I think people didn't quite realize that when the pandemic kind of came down, we thought, oh, we'll be home for a week. We'll be home for two weeks. No. Mm -hmm. Total change. Yeah. It really changed the face of everything. Like London started to change. O- office buildings started closing down when businesses realized, actually, we don't have to be yes. paying a fortune mm-hmm. to cover the costs of office space when actually we can be almost just as productive with our workforce at home and doing like occasional on-site work. Right. Yes. So you mentioned hybrid. So can you explain that phrase? Mm-hmm. So the concept of hybrid is what a lot of workplaces are adopting now, which means it's any mix of going into the work. Generally, what I see is you know two or three times a week in the office and then working at home for the remainder of the week. And I think mm-hmm. this works out great because you do miss something when you're 100% remote online. I, you know, I feel like I miss something in terms of social interactions sometimes working, but we're a small company. I worry a little bit about people getting started with their career when they're hundred percent remote. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. It does have an impact. So we'll come on to the, the cons yeah, a little later. For sure. um, yeah. But I do think that cost saving is one of the benefits of work working remotely. Although I wonder how much as an individual, as an employee, you're saving because initially you're like, well, I'm saving on my train tickets and I'm saving on my lunch. I'm not buying my coffees and my lunch out. Right. But I realize that actually you're at home all day. You have the heating on all day. Mm. You're eating at home. So you're still buying food that you have to eat. You're powering your life. And if you need a lot of equipment, that's a lot of stuff that you're having to pay for. Internet's needing better internet. So there are more costs attached to working from home. Yeah, I totally agree. So I think wear and tear on your equipment, your laptop as well. When I think about cost savings, I actually think about employer cost savings. The company Mm -hmm. is saving money. It's not so much. I think employees are saving time. Yes, they're getting that that commute time. They're getting three hours back, which is a big deal. But I think it's the companies that are saving money. There's a really interesting podcast. Maybe I could recommend it to your listeners. It's called Fixable. It's hosted by a, a Harvard Business School professor and a business consultant. And they actually had an episode where they talked about they interviewed bosses like company owners and they gave them advice on how do you run a company post pandemic how do you keep your employees engaged bring them into the office maybe once a quarter and you have to have amazing food you have to have all these amazing things right to engage them and that day is supposed to be more about them rather their skill development rather than your company it's very complex now what bosses have to deal with yeah. It's really interesting. That sounds amazing. It reminds me actually of YouTube. So I've been working 
on YouTube for a long time and they host these incredible events where they get you to come in and they'll you'll talk about strategies or cool. you know celebrate things um but they put on always an amazing array of food and drinks sure. and entertainment and so you go even if it's not a workshop you're that interested in mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. go just because it's an incredible event and you feel so special and yeah yeah you know, things have changed a lot and that's kind of yeah. what work looks like or what the workplace looks like now. And then I think a lot of the work gets done at home, which is the mm -hmm. hybrid model. Yeah. Do you think that working from home increases productivity or do you think it just encourages people to kind of slack off and be lazy? I think, you know, some of the research is coming out that it's, they're not completely sure. Like they're starting to question that. I think there was sort of an assumption that yes, it definitely is going to increase productivity, but I think the research is starting to challenge that, um, especially a hundred percent remote when it's hybrid. I think the research is starting to show that, you know, we're not losing productivity necessarily, but if we're a hundred percent remote, we might lose it more. So I think it's too early to tell, right? When we gather yeah. data, we have to gather it over years and years and years, I think at least five years to really see. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, and this is moving into the cons of working from home that I struggle to detach my work life from my personal life. Mm -hmm. So I'll be working in the office, which, um, is down at the bottom of the garden, um, <laughs> and the doorbell will go. And so I run up to the door in case yeah. it's a delivery or something. And it might be a neighbor from down the street who just popped in for a chat. And I'm kind of like, I, this not, I'm actually in the middle of a meeting or I'm just about to start a meeting or I'm just in the middle of writing a script. You've just disturbed me. Right. Um, right. Or I know that there's laundry that's just finished a cycle that needs to go into the dryer. And if I yeah. leave it until later, it will take longer. So just do it now. Yeah. And so you get distracted by you know, the house and your personal life. Right. Um, Which is what never wouldn't have happened before, of course. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll see funny memes on Instagram of like a, a mother, like a 60 year old mom and a, a young, like a 25 year old professional working from home. And she'll be like, mom, I'm working. What do you mean you're working? You're at home. Like she just is hilarious. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess the, the one last thing to say about the positive side of working remotely, and this is something that I'm potentially looking at now, is that when you are completely remote and you don't have to go and be on site on a regular basis, then you are free to go anywhere you want to go. And you're no longer chained to these expensive commuter belts, as we call them, the areas around these big cities uh, where you're living and then you commute into the big cities and they are notoriously expensive places yes. to live. And so I'm a lover of the great outdoors, the mountains, the coast. I love nature mm -hmm. and I'm living on the outskirts of London in the commuter belt. Okay. And um, now my partner is no longer working for the corporate. Yeah. So he is now free and I'm completely remote. So we have this opportunity now to consider where do we want to live? What country do we want to live in? And the only consideration I have to think of is, do they have good internet? Yeah, which is a lot of places. I mean, the world is your oyster, as we say. That's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really, a really great phrase. The world is my oyster. We've seen this in the States, right? So this is going to be a profound shift in migration patterns, at least within the US. We've seen people leave, let's say, let's take San Francisco. Right? That was where all the Silicon Valley workers were living. 
They don't have to be there anymore. People are, there's a mass exodus out of California, not just because right. of remote work, because of earthquakes, because of wildfires. There's a lot going on that's just making California a hard place to live. Mm -hmm. So what are the next cities? People are going to Texas. It's going to change everything around real estate, right? It's really interesting. What are yeah. the hot spots? Where do people want to live? What do they want in their life? Are they eventually going to miss the city and come back to it? It's fascinating. Really going to have an impact. Mm -hmm. So some of the um, the cons then, we talked about the fact that you can get distracted when you're working from home. Yes. Um, I find it quite challenging. Do you do you have a busy household? Do you yes. find it distracting working from home? I do. Yeah. So my partner also now is hybrid right? Okay. So my partner's here working next door two or three days a week. And that's actually like that. I like having my partner around. Um, but I am engaged with some family stuff right now, like supporting my parents as they're getting older and mm -hmm. things just come into my personal email d during the day. And I do address those things. Like I'll get on a call with a lawyer in the middle of the day and I think I shouldn't, but I have to, I'm not sure what I would have done otherwise if I had to yeah. go into the corporate world. So yeah, I let things come in to my space. Um, I get distracted. Yes. Yeah, that's really hard, isn't it? And then I find that because I'm distracted by things during the day in my personal life, I end up pushing my work into the evening or into yes. the weekend. Yes. Um, and so then my work life balance completely mm. goes off. Would you, you say know? that's every weekend that you push it in or just sometimes when there's like a big launch or something? What is what does that end up looking like for you? I would say that the majority of the time, unless it's a special occasion, for example, over Christmas or during the school holidays when the children are taking a break from their childcare settings, the majority of the time I have to give extra time to my work because when you own a business, when you run a business, mm -hmm. the book stops with you. If, if you yes. don't address the problems then the business will fail and it will yes. be detrimental to everyone who you employ. So, Correct. you know, it's, it's very hard to find the balance, but some days I do say, you know, like this weekend, I'm going to really focus on my family and I nice. switch the phone off. I don't come down to the office. Um, I make sure there's no meetings put in on, on those times. Um, mm. But it is a it is something I have to actively uh, seek yes. that work life balance, you know, getting it right. Sometimes work takes over to a point where I don't do exercise for weeks. Yeah, I don't sleep very well. And then I start to feel it and think, no, I need to sort this out. Yeah, again. Self care. One thing that helped me, I, I have the same issue. I Often my family just doesn't allow me to work on the weekend, so I can't, you know, <laughs> it's right. like, no, it's not an option. Um, but this weekend, for example, I'll need to work for sure. Uh, yeah. Just due to the holiday and then taking a day off in the middle of January, I just need it. One thing that's helped me though, is taking my work email off my phone. So when I am out uh. on the weekend or in the on the evening, uh, just doing something personal, I can't check my work email. And that's a change right. that I made about two years ago and I don't miss it at all. Like I couldn't That's... take care of it anyways. So why check it? Why know if there's a, a fire brewing or something, right? Yeah, that's yeah. really, really good tip, actually. Something I should probably do. But then again, all my team have my phone number. Mm, do they text you all the time? Even, okay. Hmm, um, interesting. They're, they're quite good. And actually, I prefer to be in the know about what's happening yeah. than not. Yes. Um, because I'm just so involved. But it would be good sometimes to be able just to completely switch off. Yes. Um, and I guess we're lucky. You mentioned that your family, you know, 
tell you you can't work no. and you have people to intervene if you're working too hard and, and it's yeah. the same for me my partner will say to me sometimes or my kids will be like mommy can't work today I want to spend time with you yeah yeah some people work are living alone and don't yeah. have that and i guess in those cases remote working can lead to feeling very isolated yes and lonely because they aren't they're not seeing anybody yes all day oh 100 percent. i i worry about that right i imagine i you know I'm really thankful that I live with my family and that I get pulled away and yeah. they create plans for me, right? They just say, we're doing this on Friday night. You're not working. Um, and so thank goodness for that. But yeah, I think that that is a big con and a danger actually now yeah. that people have gone remote for sure. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like mental health problems, mm. um, it could definitely lead to a rise in, in feeling depressed because loneliness definitely leads to depression and anxiety. And you mentioned earlier about feeling concerned for people who are just entering into the workplace. Mm -hmm. So those people who spent years and years studying and then come into the workplace, but are instantly thrown into remote working, yeah. they definitely miss out on this opportunity to kind of network and find mentors and mm -hmm. build those relationships that are vital for career progression right i think also there i don't this is a little bit foreign to me because i i haven't worked in the corporate world before but i would imagine that there's also an aspect of not learning kind of your role if you're just entering the company you're in your early 20s you kind of by going into the workplace you kind of learn your place you learn where you are in the context of this organization whereas if you're just online isolated at home you might be a little tone deaf around what's really going on in the organization. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And also there's things that I haven't outsourced because they're very practical, hands-on kinds of creative jobs that really need me to be standing over someone, like literally <laughs> at the desk with them and really going through them, which yeah just isn't the same to, to kind of connect remotely, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I go, do you know what? I'm not going to outsource my editing. I'm not going to outsource this, that, and the other, because it's just too hard yeah. to train people up remotely to, to do what I want them to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, pot potentially people in my, in my team who could be doing more creative work aren't because I don't feel like I can bring them up to speed remotely. So it's difficult, but yeah. I do employ mostly, in fact, I don't think I have anyone in my team who lives in the UK. No. So, you know, like that, that pro that we talked about, the fact that you can live anywhere and work remotely. I've got people living in Ukraine, in America, in Spain, you know, all over the world, Italy, Malta, all over the place. And, and we all work together on this one project Wow! and it works really well. That's so. really cool. Yeah, that truly yeah. is cool, right? So talent, yeah. there are no boundaries to talent. And I think for the big corporations, that's what they're seeing as well. Even just, let's say a company based in New York no longer has to just hire within New York City. They can hire someone in Montana if they are the best in that field. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, as as long as the technology all works, because that's definitely yeah. been <laughs> one of the difficulties um, when there's like blackouts in Spain. Oh and my gosh. I can't, I just can't get in touch with my teachers. And I'm like, oh no. Does that happen a lot? It's Spain? happened a few times, actually. Really? It's happened a few times in the last six months. I think storms caused okay. problems. Um, huh. 
but you know, it's it's a small thing, small problems. Yes. Nothing major. Um, yeah. So I want to just move on to giving just three tips, like top tips of what people can do to make working from home more efficient. Sure. Uh, and so I'm going to lead with the first one, which is to establish a dedicated workspace. Because mm. I think that's so important. When I first started working from home, once I had children, mm-hmm. I was working just in the corner of the front room. Oh. And it was a disaster. <laughs> I couldn't focus for a second because all the action was happening just there, right behind my head. And I, I just couldn't focus. I was constantly distracted. Yes. So having this kind of physical separation think is really important I now I said I work in in the shed yeah. <laughs> in the studio at the bottom of the garden so there is this small commute of a few steps away from the house into a completely separate space and when I decide I'm done I lock the studio and I walk away and that's me then done with work for that day yeah that's amazing that's the way you, you have to do it are you in your house do you have a dedicated mm-hmm. office yeah How does it work yes I'm lucky to have I have the office here we we have a a small apartment or we have a small house in the city of Denver, but we have a couple of bedrooms and one of them we have converted into an office. So I am in here and then my partner is in, it sounds bad, but (laughs) we converted the closet into a small office. We took all the shelves out. (laughs) It sounds terrible, but it's actually pretty good. A cute little cubicle type scenario. And so we've been able to carve out our own working spaces and yeah, thank God for that. If I had to sleep in here, that would also be unhealthy, right? So yeah. where you sleep should not be where you work if if you can no. control it. Now, in cities with tiny spaces like Tokyo, New York City, that's not always possible. So we have mm-hmm. to try to work something out. But as much as we can separate that space, sleeping space, working space, yeah. important. Yeah, I when I first moved into the area that I'm living in now, I was very young on YouTube. I think I'd only been doing English like a native on YouTube for a year. Mm-hmm. And I um, suddenly found myself homeless. So I moved into a room in someone's house. Wow. Uh, so I rented this room and it was a tiny room with a double bed and just space for a little desk. Yeah. That, and I would sit on my bed to be at the desk. That was oh my gosh. Like, was so small. And I would find that because I didn't have that separation, I would literally be up working, editing, planning until like two in the morning. And my eyes were literally like having to have matchsticks, keeping my eyes open because they wouldn't stay open. And then I'd go to bed and have a headache and not sleep well. And then I'd be up at eight in the morning because I'm like, I've got to start filming at nine. Back at it. When the sun's up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was very unhealthy. Oh, sounds super. You know, there's always, I think for companies like ours, there's always a hustle period. And I would argue I'm still in the hustle period in a way. (laughs) But I think there's, I had a similar hustle period where I rented a a room in a a house of five roommates in Cambridge, Mass. when I was in graduate school. And I was working at my desk. You know, my bed was right there. Everything was right in that same room. And there was a lot of hustle going on. Maybe that's what we do for a couple of years. But as soon as we can, we should try to separate. Yeah. Even within the same house, like an office bedroom. Yeah. Absolutely. And then on the theme of keeping uh, ourselves healthy and looking after our well-being, I think having structure to your schedule and making sure you have regular breaks would be the next tip. Because mm-hmm. this is something I still have to remind myself to do. I'll yeah. just get into like deep work. 
Yeah. And if my partner isn't at home working in the office with me, because he's very good at remembering lunchtime, to be honest. He's <laughs> like, right, it's time for lunch. I'm hungry. Right. <laughs> Whereas I'll just work through, work through and then go, I've got a headache and I'm feeling a bit off. Oh, oh it's because it's three o'clock and I haven't eaten since eight this morning. Wow. Um, so I think having a, sh- a set schedule and actually allowing a little time for a break. Mm-hmm. Do you have a set schedule in the day for yeah. yourself? I'm pretty routine. So that's how I find that I'm able to get more done and just kind of set bigger goals is by having a routine. So I take my dog for a walk at 6.30 in the morning, eat breakfast, mm-hmm. shower. I'm at my desk by eight. And then I, I am usually hungry at noon. So I do go and eat lunch. And then, but I don't take much time away from my desk. That's the mm-hmm. thing I could probably add in is maybe go for a half hour walk after yeah. eating. That would be smart, actually. Maybe I'll try that today. Yeah. Yeah. And actually exercise after eating is very good to keep your blood sugar in check. I heard that. I've read that recently. recently. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might have read the same article. (laughs) Yeah. And then I usually Um, work until about six. Um, Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I was in the habit of I have to make every single minute count, especially when you're paying a fortune for childcare. You're like, I am paying for these minutes. Yes. I can't take a second to stop. So I'd be eating in front of the computer or I'd be eating while writing an email with my other hand sure, um, sure. or reading notes for something. And I, I would just find that I'd get to the end of a day like that and just feel like I'd been hit by a bus. Mm. I'd feel horrendous. I'd feel like I was coming down with something. My glands in my neck would be swollen. I'm very sensitive to these things. Wow, yeah, yeah. Um, and just not feel very well in myself at all and mm-hmm. think I, I, need, I need to stop being so hard on myself and make sure I have space to breathe. Yes, completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fair point, right? I, we don't have kids, so. Because the thing is, you have to remember that if you burn out completely, yeah. then you're going to be taking a lot more time out than just taking yes. 15, 20 minutes to have a break. Mm-hmm. So it's better to be healthy and be the best version of yourself at work and at home yeah. than burn yourself out in the hopes of trying to get ahead you know, a, f- a little more. Or worst so. case, if you burn out, you you may need to keep working, but you won't be your best self. You'll be a fraction of who you could be, you know, and Absolutely. your staff will notice that and they will probably yeah. start to get nervous about the success of the company because our teams take a lot of cues from yeah. us as to how things are going and how secure is their job, yeah. that kind of thing, right? Yeah, I'm very bad at working um, in the evening. I just I just kind of power down. Mm-hmm. And so I'll sit at my computer and it's like, I can't even read the text. It's like my eyes stop working and it takes me forever to write anything creative. Oh yeah. But my partner on the other hand is fantastic in the evening. He kind of is, you know, a real up. night owl. Hmm. So we have this routine now that we don't have childcare in the afternoon. So my partner takes the children in the afternoon while I continue working. Hmm. And then we t- we swap over at dinner time. And after the kids have gone to bed, he'll come out and work for most of the evening while I'm in the house looking after the kids. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And that works quite nicely. Yeah, no, I think that's great to go with your rhythm. Who was, I think uh, I was at a conference recently and Dan Pink, do you know who that is? Dan Pink, he's an author in, from the States. He did a, a talk on rhythms, understanding rhythms. Some people being, uh, he had another term for it, but the morning energy, the daytime energy and the evening energy, and that our culture was really built around that daytime energy person. 
But if you are that nighttime energy, like Michelle, my co-host, she is that. Uh, she does so much better in the evenings and you should honor yeah. that as much as you can and try yeah. to curate your day. Yeah. And so I guess the last uh, piece of advice that I would recommend for people working at home is effective communication and collaboration with other people. Uh, this is something I'm working on at the moment with my team yes. because we are so remote. Mm -hmm. It can be very difficult if I don't do things like this, where I have, you know, face-to-face, one-to-one interaction, um, then sometimes a whole week can go by and I can feel very lonely mm -hmm. in my work and 100%. detached. Oh, yeah. So I think putting in like regular checkups and phone calls uh, and being really clear with your team yes. um, via communication is a must. Totally. Yeah, we do. I do a one on one kind of more of a business meeting with Jessica, who is our IELTS expert. She's on our right. other IELTS podcast. And we she also kind of helps make decisions in the business. So she and I will get together every Monday for half an hour and make decisions on what are we doing next month, that kind of thing. And we just, we are just experimenting now with monday.com, a task right. management system. I don't know if you've tried any of them or click up. I've or, heard of them. I uh, use Notion. Notion. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you've been happy with that one? Oh my goodness. It makes such difference. I don't it's know amazing. how I ever managed without Notion in the past <laughs> Yeah. or any of these kind of task management or project management tools. They, I think there's a little bit of a learning curve that you have to yes. go through to understand how that. to actually use them. Mm -hmm. um, but once once you've got that down, then it really, if you have a more complicated system or project, then it does help to yes. have something like that. It's much better than, um, you know, just having paper. one huge Google document or something or paper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much for discussing all of that with me today. And hopefully uh, the listeners have gained some interesting vocabulary and some good tips for staying healthy and effective when working from home. So Lindsay, if somebody is listening to you and they haven't heard your voice before, which would be very unusual, but if they haven't, where can they find you? Yeah. Thanks again, Anna, for having me on. And your listeners can go ahead and just open the search bar wherever you're listening. Uh, if you're listening in the podcast, open that search bar, type in all ears English, and you will see three shows come up. You'll see a lot of yellow. That is our color. You can subscribe to the main show, all ears English, and we publish four days a week. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can type in that search bar, just All Ears English Podcast, and you'll find us over there too. So Fantastic. thanks again, Anna, for having me on. Thank this has you. been a great chat. We should do it more yeah, often. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> yeah. And we did actually do another um, little chat over on your podcast. So I'll put yes. the link to that particular episode down in the description if anyone is interested in hearing more from the two of us. Perfect. So thank you. Have a great day. Yes. And um, for those of you listening, take very good care. And Goodbye. Right, thanks, Anna. Bye.